Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Romans 1, 24 through 32 episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds the man-made traditional views of what we covered in the What the Flock episode. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Swikowski. Hi, Joel. Can you remind us of the verse and the episode and say hi to our listeners? Hello, listeners. Put your seatbelts <laughs> on again. I'm going to read a bunch of verses for you real quick. Click, click. Let's go. Romans 1, 24 through 32. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased or reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve or consent of those who practice them. What are your initial thoughts from the episode, Joel? Well, this is honestly, it's Matthew chapter seven with the major, major spiritual and eternal implications. Matthew chapter 7, judge not lest you be judged. You'll be measured by how you're judging others immediately in the moment. Why? Because our unconscious brain is reflexive. What Paul's teaching us here is, oh yeah, and you condemn yourselves because you do those same things, essentially saying you're all doing wrong things. We don't need to, if, and for those of you who are getting in the nitty gritty of, well, I don't do this thing on the list and that thing, the point, that's not the point. The point is you all sin. Totally. All of us sin. I don't care if you've done three out of the 15 things that were listed or however many were listed. And I've done eight. We've all done them is the point. That's Paul's point. Right. Again, get to the doctrine. We're all guilty. None of us can, none of us can rightly judge others. When we do, we get in God's way and we condemn ourselves. So it's Matthew seven with like the, the huge warning of you are in big trouble if you do this. Like, seriously, guys, take Jesus's word seriously. Like, seriously. Right. It is. It's like, and it is. And it's the, like, Paul's basically just expanding upon that same concept where it's like, Jesus is talking to believers at the time, the Jews at the time where they knew the law. So they understand it. They, they understood the law. Yep. So if they turn around and they judge other people, they know that that is wrong. They know the right thing. They know to do this right thing. And yet they don't do it. Well, it's the same thing with us as believers who have the Holy Spirit within us. 
we know or we believe the righteous judgment of God. Yeah. You know these things, yet you're turning around and you're judging other people and you're condemning yourself. Right. So there's, you know, it's interesting because there's two sides here. There's there's the people who know the righteous judgment of God and they turn around and they judge people. Yeah. Then there's another side that knows the righteous judgment of God and then they practice those yeah. evil things and condone those evil things. Yep. And encourage other people to do those evil things as well. Or enablers, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So it's both we have both sides we here. We do. Hey, I don't do I don't do that thing on the list and that thing on the list and that thing on the list. And I'm proving that I'm on God's side by because I know the righteous judgment of God. So I'm gonna be the executor of that. Yeah. And judge other people. Aren't you're screwed? <laughs> yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or this, yeah. and then the other side. Well, I know the righteous judgment of God, so I'm going to enable all of that and just encourage people that if you, you know, if you feel sin or if you if you're sinning, they just go for it. Just do it. All good. Yeah. All freedom. Yeah, if you're, you know what, if you're gonna do something bad, you might as well make it worth it. Exactly. Right. I've heard that before. Yeah. If you're going to sin, make it a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, can you give us an overview of the damage done with this episode's verse? Yeah, I'm just going to nab your your summary from the last from the what the flock episode, because this this is such a concise and effective. Summary is the strict side doesn't understand sin. And the loose side doesn't understand love versus enabling right how would you handle a person who holds the man-made traditional belief about this verse well let's look at five different perspectives about these group of verses some popular options including the options that apostle tater and pastor rich were gracious to to share with us and again the other examples are either examples that i've heard experientially myself or have are from famous commentaries on how to you know other other bible scholars trying to help people understand this it's pretty alarming when you get to these complex verses like we're getting into in this season how many commentaries don't represent the ultimate answer but uh, let's get into it so number one let's go with apostle tater homosexuality is a sin and God is going to judge them for it. Now, this part of Romans chapter one is one of the main, if not the main reason we are covering these verses. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the damage from these verses is done through the perspective Apostle Tater shared with us. Now, I may be disappointing some of you by saying we're not even going to get into homosexuality. Reason being, that's not the point of Paul's passages here. We're trying to give you the ultimate answer behind these passages. For me to single out homosexuality and give you maybe a better doctrinal perspective of what that is would be the same issue that Apostle Tater shared. 
And my response to somebody with his perspective that he shared with us is, why is this being singled out on this list of however many bad effects from a person who is living a prideful and deceived existence? I could ask it, why is this being singled out? And I could ask a person who points out or who pulls homosexuality out of this, are you as energized to confront people who are disobeying their parents or who are without understanding as you are people are, who you have yeah. judged as homosexuals? Right. Unmerciful. Right. Unloving. I mean, wait, aren't you being unloving? Yeah. That's the point Paul made. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where, and, and maybe this is a relief to some of you when somebody uses this verse to pin, to single out homosexuality. You don't need to get into a homosexuality debate with this person. You just ask them, why are they singling this out on the list of however many other effects there are? And why are they judging? Even because even go further, why are they judging at all? When the, the point Paul's doing is he's warning us not to. Right. Number two, we're going with Pastor Rich, what he shared with us. No one is supposed to judge anyone of anything. Yeah, not a bad start. Because no one is going to get judged. Everyone goes to heaven, love wins. This is the universal. Ultimately, this is this universal everyone goes to heaven is the logical progression. It's where the loose side of the argument ends. If you take any loose side argument to its end, it results in universalism. And this is enabling. So I ask Pastor Rich or old Pastor Rich, because I know he doesn't believe this anymore, but I would ask somebody who used to believe or who does believe this and who, who believes what Pastor Rich used to, what is your definition of love? Is it still love when what you're doing is enabling the person down a wrong path? Number three. We're kind of getting into some of the Apostle Tater territory again. Someone can read this and just say, you know what? Marriage is for a man and a woman. These verses protect the sanctity of marriage. I go back to the foundation of how we try to handle people who have any belief. Whether we agree with it or not, we should start with what's your definition of what key term they said. So in this Mm -hmm. case, What's your definition of marriage? And where you could end up taking this to the second question, which is meant to apply it in different contexts, right? Uh, Does the United States government's view of marriage bear any weight on what God's view of marriage is? No way. Right. This big fight over marriage is between a man and a woman over the legal marriage that is officiated or done in America is not the marriage of the Bible. So that's really what this question is exposing. Number four, you know, not only are we not judged for these, this list doesn't even apply to us. You know, this is a list that Paul meant for the culture he was writing to. You know what? Jonathan, just do your best. God knows your heart. Mm. 
this is essentially a person saying the Bible's outdated, right? Similar to the arguments people have of, you know, it's just poetry. It's just supposed sure. to help you feel encouraged. But God knows your heart. Just do your best. I could ask this person, when's the last time you corrected somebody? Were you concerned about their heart in that moment? Do you ever try to show others where they're wrong? Or I could quote Dumb and Dumber and say, I guess I forgot you never, ever make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, we see this. This we, we saw this a lot in the What the Flock seasons one through five the strict side tends of of a lot of the arguments we have over a lot of the doctrine that's been damaged is used by the original religious authorities to control and dictate the behavior of the people that they're meant to be leading so number five the perspective here is you know jonathan this is a list that's meant to help us leaders correct those doing wrong I could just ask this person, well, have you read the beginning of Romans chapter two? And how do you respond to the fact that Paul says everyone is guilty of the list in Romans one and those who judge them are equally as guilty? Man. So there's five tools, five different perspectives. Hope that helps. Absolutely. Thank you. Can you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is? Yeah, I'm going to break it down in three parts again. Number one. It's not our job to judge these people who do these bad things. And number two, judging them makes us equally as guilty as the people who do these things. In fact, you can argue it makes us even furtherly guilty because we condemn ourselves when we judge others for doing things that we do bad as well, which again takes this Matthew 7, 1, judge not lest he be judged teaching that Jesus did into some major spiritual implication. Number three, the way we can give up control over this is by incubating or, or reinforcing our faith in God as the right and just judge. Give all of these things over to him, knowing he's going to handle them better than I ever could. Awesome. So I want to read the verse that we've we've covered today Romans 1 24 through 32 therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this reason God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lusts for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, 
maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, hater of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Mm. Wow. So in God's language, people are in pride and have refused God. This deception has resulted in a list of sinful behaviors. People know that those who did these things were worthy of death, Yet those people not only did the same things, they encouraged others to do these same things. And this is Romans 2, 1 through 11 in God's language. Even you, the reader of this letter, is without excuse. Everyone is guilty of the previous list of sins and those of you who judge those who do those things are equally guilty for practicing the same things. We will not escape judgment if we judge others while doing the things we judge. God is right and just. He will equal everything out. I like the the God's language was truly doctrinal there. We didn't even go didn't even have to go through the list of sinful behaviors, did you? Nope. Not at all. Well, thank you, Joel. What a banger of an episode. Yeah, that was great. I love how we're focused on the causes. That's what what this is about. It's about the causes. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.